everyone! Welcome back, Business Gators, to another episode of Behind the Suits. My name is Brooke Lynch, and I am so excited to have you all back with us this week. Thank you so much for tuning in last week when we talked to a student who has gone beyond the business school. And this week, we are really excited to turn back to the employer-focused side of things with James Fishback, who is going to talk about how you can cold call recruiters to find that internship or full-time job that you are looking for. So before we get started with the episode, I just wanted to highlight a few of the events that we have coming up with the rest of this month. So to start off, if you are listening to this on February 9th and you are a freshman student, the applications for Florida Leadership Academy are officially open. So the CAT mentors are here to help you work through that application. On February 9th from 6 to 7 p.m., we have a FLA application critique event where you can stop in and have a CAT mentor look over your resume or personal statement part of the application. If you are also a freshman, another great opportunity to attend this week is going to be Freshman Symposium. So this will be on February 11th. The CAT mentors are excited to present all about LinkedIn and how you can get started as a freshman on building your network, but there are a ton of other awesome organizations stopping in as well. And lastly, if you are a member of FBLS or if you're looking to join that organization, we will also be stopping in on February 23rd to go over more LinkedIn tips and how you can really stand out there. So without further ado, I'd love to pass it off to Jordana, who's going to kick off today's episode. Hello, everyone. My name is Jordana Shuby, and today I am joined by our Behind the Suits podcast guest of the week, James Fishback, who is here to talk about careers and your career journey and how to get to where you want to be in terms of your goals in finance and any other industry that you're interested in. We're super excited to have James on the podcast with us today. James, if you'd like to introduce yourself and share a bit of your background, your education, career journey, and what you're up to right now. Yeah, thanks, Jordana. It's it's a pleasure to be here. You know, I'm not wearing a suit, so when you say behind the suits, it's um, it's a little misleading. I don't wear them that often, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know, background wise, I work at Greenlight Capital, which is an investment fund based in New York. Uh, just we just did our 25 year anniversary. Now, I haven't been here since the beginning, since I didn't start when I was uh, a year old. But it's um it's an incredible firm, and I'm just happy to be here and share a little bit of insight on uh, on this industry and and on kind of recruiting and job searching in general. Great. And so can you go a bit more into depth on your background, including your education and how you kickstarted your career to get to where you are right now? So the education thing, most people talk about in terms of where they went to college or or what they did or what internships they did in college. And, you know, I was fortunate enough that my education started far earlier than that. I was I grew up in a household where we kind of got the newspaper and we talked about economic issues and what was happening in the country and whatnot. And for a job now where I help run global macro investing at Greenlight, it really helped to be exposed to those things early on. So I was um, I went to Georgetown University here in, in DC. I studied economics. I actually left uh, my junior year um, to help start a fund that I ran at the time for five years, um, after which I joined Greenlight. But you know, for me, education has meant so many different things. I would say that in many ways, kind of the high school journey was even more important for me than the college journey. College was great, but the foundation really came in high school when I was doing high school debate, when I was just reading up on these issues, doing a lot of independent study, kind of taking that curiosity to interesting places. 
That's awesome. And I know we talk a lot about as college students following a nonlinear path in terms of pursuing your career goals and making sure you get the education you want. So it's great to hear someone who didn't go the traditional route and took the time to explore what their interests may look like in terms of outside of school and getting involved in areas outside of the classroom. So that's great to hear. So going into our next question, let's start general. What would your advice be to a student or someone looking to get their foot in the door in the finance industry right now? You know, oftentimes the conversation starts with resume and recruiting and internship, and there's just not enough focus on getting ready for the job itself. And getting ready for the job itself is all about knowing what you want to do, why you want to do it, and also knowing about the big picture, right? There's so many people who would, you know, spend hours a week, four or five hours a week, if you added it up on LinkedIn, going through profiles, changing the period, changing the title of that internship they had sophomore year to make it sound a little bit more prestigious. And Jordana, if they would have spent that time, if they would spend that time going forward, reading up on the US economy, reading up on industry shifts, reading up on inflation, reading up on the Federal Reserve, that's a far more valuable skill, right? There's just so much attention paid to soft skills and soft skills matter, but knowing about the particulars, knowing if you want to do an internship at an investment firm where you're gonna be doing economic research, knowing a lot about what's happening in the economy is going to go a long way, much, much further. You know, it may get you in the door to have that star spangled, you know, LinkedIn profile. That's just impeccable because you've, you've changed the word so many times, but really once you get in, I've had interviews like this, where they'll, they'll ask you pretty straightforward questions about, you know, describe what's happening in the oil market. Why has inflation, why is inflation at a 40 year high? Are there demand causes for it? Are there supply causes? How do you think about that interplay? So you know, my biggest piece of advice would be to prepare for the job itself, to prepare for the interview by simply learning more about what you would actually be doing there and preparing for that itself, preparing for those responsibilities. That's great advice. Preparation is something we stress a lot, especially when getting ready for interviews. So combining doing your homework on the company, but then going above and beyond and making sure that you're prepared to answer those technical questions or perform well when you actually do the job is super important. So you mentioned a lot about reading up and keeping up with current events. Are there any specific websites, papers, anything you suggest finding information from? You know, you never can go wrong with the Wall Street Journal you know, getting a subscription, the physical copy is the best because it kind of sits there on your, on your, your dorm room desk or with you in the library and, and intimidates you and says, look at me, look at me, I need to be read versus your email inbox, which is flooded with all kinds of, you know, come to this social mixer or come to this event um, for this firm, just reading through it. And, you know, part of it is you don't know what you don't know, right? This journey is made so much more difficult because when we start, and you know, when I kind of realized how much I didn't know, kind of going from freshman to sophomore year of college, it was intimidating. It was scary. I would pick up a book, I would pick up an article, and even though I I had learned something, Jordana, I felt like I felt I was more confused. You know, because I realized, oh, okay, so cool. I learned about this Federal Reserve thing, but I have so many more questions, right? And that reaction. To, to learning new things can often take away 
some of the fun of it and, and make it intimidating. So what I would say is, you know, early on, realize that you're, you're, you're going to have some awkward moments where you realize that the universe of information is so much bigger. What you don't know is so much bigger when you start actually going out and reading. But Wall Street Journal, reading it methodically every single day, cutting out an hour in the morning, putting away that phone, putting it on do not disturb, and just reading, reading for the sake of reading, because you'd be surprised how many things, you know, you know, one day you're, everyone's talking about the Fed, everyone's talking about inflation, but the Wall Street Journal does a very good job of picking up on stories that may not be stories today or tomorrow, but could be stories six or nine months from now, like the Russia-Ukraine situation, for example. That's a situation that six or nine months ago, when it was starting to percolate, wasn't on investors' minds at all. It is today. It's one of those really big issues. So being exposed to things early on, having that serendipity where you're, you know, it's one thing to say, all right, I want to sit down. I want to learn about the Fed. I want to sit down and I want to learn about the labor market. I want to sit down and I want to learn about technology and media, or I want to learn about electric vehicles. The problem with that is you're just focused on, you say, okay, I don't know about electric vehicles, so I want to learn more about them. But what the Wall Street Journal, what newsletters can do, what podcasts can do is they can say, hey, you don't know about this. Now, let me tell you about it. Because as you're going through it, you're saying, I didn't intend to open today's copy of the journal and learn more about Ukraine. I didn't intend to open the day's journal and learn more about electric vehicles, the Ford versus the Chevy versus the Tesla. I didn't intend to learn about used cars. I didn't even know that was a big issue, you might say to yourself. So there's a sense of serendipity that comes with it as well, that yes, you have to know what you want to learn, but also be open to learning all, all sorts of new things, because you never know what's going to be tomorrow's news. Right. And I think the concept of continuous learning is very important, especially for the competitive industry of finance and honestly, any other industry, keeping up to date with current events, but also having that mindset that you don't always know best and there's always something out there to improve your skills or your knowledge of something. So it's great advice. Thank you so much. Kind of shifting the focus onto preparing for how to interact with people in the industry and how to get your foot in the door in terms of networking, what would be your advice and your take on the best way to position yourself for the best growth in professional, professional development, um, networking, um, any of those basics related to the finance industry or just related to getting your foot in the door anywhere? The, the best thing, you know, everyone says, you know, you got to go to the, when the consulting firm or the accounting firm or, or whomever, right? It could be an airline manufacturer comes to campus or may not come to campus, uh, depending on where you go to school. You know, everyone says, go to these things, go to these things. The problem is, is that you don't want to be in a position where you have to compete. You want to be that person who can stand out and not have to get paper cuts because business cards are being passed out so vigorously in front of you. The cold call is something that we just don't see anymore. And, and to the extent that we see it, it, it happens in a very superficial way. You know, you reach out, you get an email that says, I would like an internship. Here's my resume. Let me know if you have any questions. And the problem with that is you're just not differentiating yourself. Employers, hiring managers, recruiters, they get those emails all the time. But you can stand out with the cold call when you offer value up front. 
by researching that firm or researching that particular person. You may have met at a conference or you may have heard about, or you may have heard about on a podcast and say, wow, they're looking at the electric vehicle industry. That's what their investment focus is. That's what their consulting focus is. They may work in that industry. They may work at Tesla. They may cover Tesla at an investment bank or at a research firm and saying, oh, there's this 35-page report from the Congressional Research Service about electric vehicle incentives. Or there's this 15-page report from the Brookings Institution about whether Build Back Better will actually deliver on the electric vehicle incentives and what that can do for EV demand. Taking the time out to read that report, sending over a couple bullet points to that person that you know that is following that industry, do you know that is interested in that, and saying, forget the ask, you're offering them something up front, right? Far too often, almost always, it's you're getting an email that says, I want something from you. I want an internship. I want a job. But how you stand out, Jordana, is you just unconditionally give of yourself. Unconditionally give of yourself and provide those bullet points or share an interesting article that you read or an interesting video or an interesting piece of news. They'll be grateful for it. You're more likely to get a response. You're more likely to develop an authentic connection with that person. It's not easy. Right. It's, if, it, if it were easy, everybody would do it. It's a lot easier to just say, oh, here are the seven business cards of people that I met over the last week. Let me just send them the exact same email with my resume attached, seeing if there's an opportunity this summer. Everybody can do that. And because everybody can do it, it's not unique. And because it's not unique, you can't stand out. And because you can't stand out, you can't move that relationship forward. So it's going to take a little bit more work, cut out some time in the evening, put away the phone resist the urge to go out, read that report, watch that video, watch that congressional hearing on whatever topic it may be that may be of interest to that person that you want to reach out to and share some bullet points, share some takeaways, make it really digestible. You want to avoid being verbose, right? You don't want to be too wordy. You want to get straight to the point because people value their time. That's a really great answer. And I love how applicable that is to preparing for an interview as well. So once you have the consideration for the opportunity, it's time to get on the phone or hop on that Zoom call and give it your best shot to have this internship. And the best way to go about it is by presenting that information or the research you've done and connecting the dots with that person. I personally had a really great experience doing so. I was looking up the person on LinkedIn who was going to interview me the next day. And I came across this report that they just published basically a week ago. And they were so excited to talk about it because it seemed like such a new, exciting finding. It was about the intersection between um, working highly connective with the CTO and the CMO. So focusing on marketing and technology and giving my insight on how I viewed that as a college student, learning about technology being so integrated in my coursework and trying to figure out how I can best position myself with those technical skills. I think I really was able to connect and offer that value, like you said, to the interviewer, thus helping myself stand out. So that was great advice. Thank you so much for sharing. Going into our next question, so we touched a little bit on how you need to have so much information. You have to have that interest for 
learning, that curiosity when going into the finance industry. How would you describe the recruiting dynamics across this industry? And how would you best leverage that knowledge when applying it to your first job or internship or your opportunity in this sector? You know, it depends because you've got firms that are going to have very sophisticated recruiting operations. And then you're going to have firms that there's no internship technically, but if you reach out to them and you offer value, they can create a role for you. The biggest thing is just spending more time preparing for the role itself. Everyone wants to, you know, oh, how can I make, can I, can I get this person a coffee? Can I get them lunch? Can I stay late for the sake of staying late? And really it's not about those sacrifices. It's about the sacrifice of really putting in that work and standing out, being proactive. Once you've, once you've gotten that opportunity, when there's some downtime, do the same thing we were talking about for the, that might've helped you get the job or get the interview in the first place. Go out there and look at reports, go out there and follow news and keep the people you work with apprised and be preemptive. That's the biggest thing. And, um, and that's going to help you stand out in a really big way. Make yourself indispensable, right? Make it so the people that you work with have a hard time imagining not having you back as a full-time employee. Not just because you were a cool person to talk about football with or get a drink with or whatever, but because you really added value. You really brought something to the table. And part of that is doing things that you're not even expected to do. That's how you really stand out. My favorite quote from an old professor of mine is successful people are the people who do things that non-successful people are not willing to do. So I think that matches up and it's great to hear that it's a common practice that you have to go out of your way, step out of your comfort zone to get these opportunities and to reach that success. So thank you again for sharing that. Transitioning towards more of the end of the episode, I'd like to ask what this is going to be kind of a burner question. If you're looking at yourself, your younger version of yourself, sitting in the position that you are now, having all this experience, getting to the position of managing all of these different accounts and being in this great position that you are right now, what would you say to your younger version of yourself? What would the advice be? It's really about what you know. And my dad always tells me, you know, it's, it's nice to be important but it's more important to be nice. It's so much more important to think about helping others and learning new things and not getting caught up with this, you know, the second I, I want this internship and I'll do, I'll do whatever it takes to get this internship and some of the competition that that brings. And, you know, competition's great. It pushes us to do things we may have not have done on our own, but there is a level where competition becomes toxic it can affect friendships. It can affect our ability to collaborate with one another. The best thing you can do in this journey is to find someone, to work with someone, to not fear that they're going to get the job over you uh, because working with someone, you, you'll realize that four eyes will always see better than two. Doing interview prep, whether you, you, know, you read a report and you want to summarize it to them, they listen to testimony, they read research and they summarize it to you. Having someone in this journey, having someone to support you is going to make a world of a difference. And just because this is so competitive doesn't mean you have to go it alone. Competition is important, but collaboration really does take precedence. 
Thank you. That's great advice. And I have a follow-up question to that. Do you have an identified mentor or someone who's helped you along the process, someone you've looked up to? I would say my dad has really been uh, my biggest mentor in all of this. You know, to this day, I, I don't send an email uh, without having his advice, uh, having him look over it, getting his take. And we'll, we'll sit and agonize over an email for three hours and it'll be three sentences long. Um, he's been an incredible mentor. He's been, has done so many great things and had so many different career paths. But I think the biggest thing is just to find people that, that you respect, that respect you, that care about you, that are going to be there and that can provide advice that may not be, well, you know, what's the link between that and this, but really are just going to be there to support you and help you and give you good advice and give you really good advice that's going to serve you well, uh, not just today, not just tomorrow, but years and years down the line. Michelle Bloom Lugo, she's the director of the Business Career Services at Hevner. Her favorite saying is to craft a board of directors. So make sure that you're surrounding yourself with sound people in your life to hear out any ideas that you have and to lead you and support you. So that's a great concept. And I think building that community with in your, your circle or extending into larger circles is a great thing to have. So I think that ends with our last question. Another question I like to add at the end of any podcast is what would your one piece of lasting advice be to any of our listeners? And I know we've kind of harped this question a few times, but if you had to summarize it into one thing, what would your lasting piece of advice be to UF business students? My last piece of advice I'll outsource to someone who I think about a lot, someone who's incredibly wise, and that would be Ernest Hemingway, right? He says, there is nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. True nobility lies in being superior to your former self. And this is all about the competition thing. You are in competition with yourself and yourself only. You know, Jordana, this goes to the idea that it doesn't matter where you are relative to others. It matters where you are relative to where you were a year ago, six months ago, yesterday, for, all, for, for, that, for that matter. And that goes both ways. You know, you can say, I'm at the top of my game. Everyone around me is so far behind. I'm set. I don't need to learn. I don't need to grow. I don't need to be curious. And we know that's not good. To use a very technical term, not good. Right? And it works the other way, too. I'm at the bottom, I'm struggling. Everyone around me knows so much more. It's not what matters either. What matters is, is that you're simply making progress, that you're learning new things, that you're applying those things. And that's a quote that I think about a lot because it, it, it really is that thing that says, if you're complacent, if you're resting on your laurels, if you're saying, I'm good, no, there's more work to do. And if you're saying, I'm stuck, you're saying, I don't know what to do next. If you're saying I'm so behind, look back six months, smile, and look forward. That's the most important thing. Thank you. Great lasting piece of advice. Thank you so much. So that concludes our episode of this week's Behind the Suits podcast. James, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited for our listeners to be able to impart your wise words of wisdom into their professional development and their career exploration. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Jordana, for the opportunity to come on and, and talk and share some of these ideas. I'll actually be launching a podcast here very soon. And viewers, listeners can 
sign up at diveintothesea.com, diveintothesea.com. We'll be talking about so many different issues, current events, politics, economics, social issues, short episodes on unique topics with unique perspectives. So diveintothesea.com is where they can sign up and we'll be launching very soon. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much, James and Jordana, for this amazing episode this week. As always, if you would like to schedule a meeting with a CAP mentor or learn more about the events that we have going on, please feel free to visit either our website or Hire Warrington to sign up for an appointment or an event directly. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week.